Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey everybody, welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin, and I'm joined by my co-host Cody Schultz. 2022 is bringing two of the biggest Netflix shows of all time back with new seasons. When We've got some updates on Bridgerton Season 2 and Stranger Things Season 4. What do you want to talk about first, Cody? Should we start with the Stranger Things Season 4 rumors? Yeah, let's dive right into Stranger Things 4, because I feel like anytime there's even like a little rumor, like that's always our favorite go-to thing. And this one's interesting. So there's a recent Twitter rumor. I don't know where the the initial source is. It's kind of just kind of snowballed and gained more traction as it's gone along. Um, But the running rumor is that maybe we're going to get a Stranger Things 4 release date on Super Bowl Sunday. I could see this happening. There's no, of course, conquering information. It's all rumor right now. But Netflix has used Super Bowl Sunday, like a lot of other studios, to drop you know trailers and teasers for their upcoming titles. We didn't really see it too too much in 2021, just because there was you know a question mark of what was coming. But I feel like now that we know Stranger Things is coming this summer, that'd be a huge time. And I mean, can you talk about a bigger audience to announce it to than Super Bowl Sunday? I mean, yeah, it's like it's crazy because I mean I don't know how many people watch the Super Bowl, but you drop Stranger Things season four in, and I think you'll have instantly trending on Twitter. The internet will just be kind of a frenzy. Um, and so that that would be really, really cool. You know, we've seen all four teaser trailers now. Had we not seen all four, I would say maybe we could see that one around that time. The only thing that I'm questioning is like, how expensive are the ads? Does Netflix really want to pay? Because it seems like when they drop anything, Stranger Things anyway, it just kind of lights itself on fire online. Like it's <laughs> like that's just kind of how it goes. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that it's going to happen, or like would you like give a percentage or anything like that? Yeah, I feel like the odds are maybe fifty fifty right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen Netflix do this in the past, but like you said, they have they've become big enough now that they can create buzz really with just dropping a tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Super Bowl ads cost, you know, millions for like a 30 second spot. And so it's one of those things of, you know, will they spend it on Stranger Things? Could they do like a mashup? Because I know that's been a popular ploy by some of the studios oh, kind of right. just doing like a highlight of things to come as a teaser. Um, I'd like to see it. I feel like it would be a good timing, like just since it's been a while since we've had any like new footage dropped. Um, and they could even, if they wanted to recycle footage. Um, and just sprinkling like one new piece, you know, one new clip or something towards the end of the trailer, kind of piecing together all these other ones. So, I mean, I'm not ready to completely throw the rumor out. I just don't know that I'm willing to go all in and buy in that. Yes, it's definitely coming Super Bowl Sunday. Cause like you said, there's so many variables and Netflix has the power now that they can drop stranger things any day of the week, yeah. any time of the week. And people will talk about it. I know that's the thing. And the other part of it, I guess is like, when we saw, I think it was season three, maybe two months before the release date was when we saw like the first full trailer. I think that was, that's right. Like maybe, I think it was May and then it came out in July. And then about a month before or two weeks before we saw the next full trailer. And so um, 
we've seen the teasers so far, so it might be a little bit early, especially if it's coming in July, which obviously that's been unconfirmed. No one knows when this is coming, May, July, even later in the year. So all those dates and like time ranges don't really mean anything yet. Um, I think I'm a little bit more inclined to think that something's going to happen just because we've gone through Christmas. There was rumors about, oh, it's coming Christmas Day. They're going to drop the release. Uh, Then New Year's Day passed. Nothing. Um, The next big thing, I think, is like the Super Bowl. Uh, And we've seen Netflix do stuff in the past, like you mentioned. It just it. It would be the perfect time. Like, it's almost too poetic. Like, you want it to happen because this is what the biggest shows and movies do. And, like, Stranger Things is definitely in that category. We've seen a Super Bowl ad from Stranger Things before. I think it was when they announced season two. So, it's definitely there. And it would be, I don't know, such a huge thing. I wouldn't even... Like, we've already seen the stars of Stranger Things in other Super Bowl ads. So, it's like, just bring it all to the table, Netflix. There's still time, I think, if you haven't already decided. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the other thing is they could in, even do, like, a release date thing and not give us the exact date. Like, we just mm-hmm. know the general time, so they could give us the month next and then, like, made us make us wait another month or two mm-hmm. before they give us the final date. Um, I mean, because that's what we saw. We thought we'd get something with To Doom, and all we kind of got, you know, around that time was that it's coming in summer. And so... You know, they could give us a month and then a month later give us a day and they could just kind of like just, you know, that keep tangling the carrot in front because we're going to watch it whenever it drops. Yeah. And I guess um, we're going to talk about Bridgerton coming up, but I've, I've got some Super Bowl thoughts on Bridgerton as well. But um, so I guess should we just jump in and, and do that? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious now. I'm, I'm like waiting on the edge of my seat now for your Bridgerton Super Bowl thoughts. All right, here we go. Um, but first, I'm just going to encourage our listeners to check out Blindsided, a new podcast from the Players' Tribune. The Players' Tribune launched its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided. It's hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Di- Dr. Diane McIntosh. Blindsided will share and analyze moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and what happened when it did. The podcast lets listeners hear these athletes describe moments when mental health became the most important focus of their lives. Blindsided then dives in deeper, it gets clinical, and it allows listeners to leave with an understanding of different varieties of mental health challenges that people face and why they appear, and how athletes in particular face them down. Blindsided is a sports podcast, not only for people who follow sports, but for all, also for those who don't. Subscribe to Blindsided on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts today. Okay, so... We know, I guess, let's just, we'll talk about the Bridgerton season two release date. That's already been announced, not coming during the Super Bowl. It's March 25th. How do you feel about that? Are you excited for it? Like, is it too far away still? I mean, in all honesty, it's earlier than I thought it would be. I thought we were going to maybe be looking at April for this one at the earliest. Um, I mean, so it's just at the end of March. So, right, we weren't too, too far off in our predictions. But, yeah, this one, they, we were expecting a Christmas Day news piece of some kind, and this ended up being it. They kind of pulled together the different members of the cast and announced on Christmas Day 2021 that Bridgerton was coming back March 25th. I think it's a good date, too, like, keeping with the 25th thing, since they couldn't bring it back December 25th, like, still doing that last weekend of March. Um, I think it's going to be really... I think, well, it's going to be the biggest show of March. We know that. Probably one of the biggest shows of the spring, if not the biggest show of the spring. So I really like it. I like that we're getting it sooner than I anticipated. Like I said, I thought for sure we were looking at, you know, April, maybe even May, um, so the fact that they turned it around so quickly and are getting it out there and put the news out there early, I think is a nice thing. Cause sometimes I feel like Netflix knows when shows are coming, 
but they kind of keep it close to their hand. Like they don't show their hand until closer to the actual premiere dates. And so I think it just was nice for fans to get that news. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I wanted it in February, but then we learned, you know, Love is Blind, Sweet Magnolias. They weren't going to drop Bridgerton at the same time. And honestly, it probably wasn't going to be done based on when they wrapped. So it's really good that they got it out this quickly because I think that it was like the last weekend of November that production wrapped. And so that's one, two, three, four months, um, which is, yeah, a lot sooner. Like like you said, it could have been even May, June-ish. So um, I don't know. That's super exciting. I guess, what do you think about the trailer then? When are we going to get... We've already seen, what, like a clip um, of Kate and Anthony uh, talking, <laughs> sort of, uh, yeah, arguing, so, I guess? Yeah, I know they, they dropped that. I think that was what they dropped it to Doom, was like mm-hmm. the, the little teaser there, like one of their first interactions and all that. And so they've kind of already given fans something to kind of whet their appetite and get them talking about, you know, of course, those are going to be the central couple of this season. I'm really curious on when the trailer is going to drop. Netflix tends, it seems like, to drop the trailers closer to the premiere dates. Um, we saw season one dropped, of course, Christmas Day 2020. The trailer dropped about two weeks to the date before then. So, right, you know, early December. So it's like, could we have to wait until March? I don't know. You dropped a Super Bowl hint. And so I'm wondering if your thought mm-hmm. process is maybe that's going to be the Super Bowl trailer, which... I feel like that would be a big, like, that'd be a smart play just because that's the game usually, I mean, I feel like, I don't know the exact totals, but these most recent Super Bowls have put in, like, close to or more than 100 million viewers. This is a big show that if you drop that trailer, you're going to get a whole other demographic who are watching the Super Bowl buzzing and talking. That's exactly what I was going to say, that I think that, you know, I'm really hopeful that we're going to see, you know, something Stranger Things during the Super Bowl. Um... I don't necessarily think that Netflix needs to do anything for the Super Bowl, but if they do do something for the Super Bowl and it's not Stranger Things, that's what I'm prefacing with. Uh, it's got to be Bridgerton and it's got to be the trailer. And they so that Super Bowl is like the 11th or something of February, the 5th, something like that. Um, so that's, you know, a good how many days is that? 45 days ish, we'll just say, uh, 45, 50 days before the release. So it's, it would be the perfect way to get people excited and really let everyone know Bridgerton's back end of March, book it. Every episode's going to be available to stream. And so, and I think that when things happen at these big events where, especially if there's big groups of people together, like this is the Bridgerton trailer, I feel like is enough to get not everyone in the room talking, but you know, a lot of people in the room talking, especially if it's not like just a like diehard football group in the room talking because everyone is kind of waiting for this. And I feel like when they announced it on Christmas, yes, I saw it. You saw it. But who else saw it? Like, it's a tough day, I feel like, to try to get news out there when people already have a lot of stuff going on. The Super Bowl is like the opposite. It's like everyone is paying attention to the game even if you don't care about the game at all, it's the music, it's the commercials, it's the snacks. So Bridgerton just feels like it fits right in um, with that thing. What do you did? What do you think? I feel like this one is actually more likely than Stranger Things. At least I've talked myself into it. <laughs> yeah, you know, we talked in the last episode about moments that could break the internet. Can you imagine if they dropped the trailer and they found a way to incorporate a cameo from like Reg Age on page? Like, I remember when the No Way Home trailer dropped and they kind of dropped, you know the Dr. Ock, you know, cameo in there and then tease yeah. like the arrival. Like that's what blew up the internet. If they 
dropped the trailer and then found a way to sneak in like some kind of cameo from him in the trailer too. I feel like the internet would just lose its mind. Yeah, do that thing where like they knock on the door and then like as they're <laughs> opening the door and then like boom, cut Bridgerton season two, March twenty fifth, and then get out and then people will be like, Oh my is it him? Is it someone else? Like especially if it's uh Man, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, who was oh. Simon's uh, wife? What was her name? Oh, Daphne Bridgerton? Daphne. Yeah, Daphne. It's Daphne. She's in her house, her mansion, gets a knock on the door, and she walks to the door, and it's like, boom, cuts to black. And you're like, I don't know, is it Anthony, or is it her family? Is it someone completely new? But it's him, and then everyone's like, all right. So I think that that's definitely has some internet breaking moment potential. If that's how they do it, I don't know if that's how they do it in the show. See, but. I'm just like picturing the flip, like someone like Anthony like knocking on the door, and then it being Simon who opens, just like uh, shoots the camera, smirk, and then like they just cut to black. Yeah, that's actually a probably better way to do it. But still, having him involved somehow, I feel like because I mean, I like. You know, Daphne's character character is very like you know beloved and very recognizable. Um, Anthony as well. I think that people are going to fall in love with Simone Ashley. Um, but I mean, I think that he's like the face of Bridgerton. Like I, if I pulled up Netflix right now, who is on the title card and it's got, if it's not him, like Netflix is missing out on opportunities here. So, uh, no, I feel like that that's a, that would be, that's my guess for the trailer is the Super Bowl. Um, just cause I feel like it has that buzz even maybe more so than stranger things at this point. Um, cause you've got like, it's sooner. So, um, like if they don't do stranger things, they've got a lot of time to really roll out stranger things and make it a big deal. So that's my guess. But if not that, then like what, two weeks before? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a really good guess too, because I mean, Bridgerton, it's of course a hit, but that also like introduces it to another possible demographic and even more eyeballs on the show before its second season, which of course, Netflix is going to, you know, continue to hype up. They've been doing that ever since the first season dropped. I feel like they've done a really good job with, like, keeping the fans talking about this one, dropping the news strategically. And I feel like Super Bowl Sunday mm-hmm. would be... A, I hadn't even thought about that for a trailer release for this <laughs> one. Like, I, my mind just went Stranger Things. Of course, this rumor's out there. But I really like that one. Um, now I'm just going to be, like, looking on Super Bowl Sunday, like, waiting for Bridgerton. That's, like, my least favorite thing to do is, like, I'm... Like, pay well, I don't really care about the game, but like, just watching the commercials and be like, is it Marvel? Is this the Marvel one? No, okay, it's like Doritos or whatever. And then you're like, oh, great. Like, <laughs> or is it Netflix? Like, oh, no, they Netflix didn't do anything this year. Like, it's like I'm on edge, like, really, like, ready to get my computer going. What am I writing about? Like, I think that what was it? Like, a couple years ago, they did like Our Planet, the documentary, which is great. Not very buzzworthy, though. <laughs> like, you know, so uh, let's hope for Bridgerton, Stranger Things. I'm trying to think, is there any other shows that we could hope for a Super Bowl trailer uh, for Netflix-wise? I mean, we know the one that we would love to see is Outer Banks, but yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Probably won't even start a production by then, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I feel like those two are the ones that would be the top of the list. Like, I feel like those are the ones that Netflix would put the money behind. I mean, maybe if they want to throw it behind the Sandman, I just don't know after how things went with Cowboy Bebop and how much they put into that one and that it was canceled so quickly. Like, I don't know how much money they're going to put into the promotion since Super Bowl ads are very costly. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're going to go with one of their bigger, you know, series and that you can't get any bigger, I don't feel like, than Bridgerton and 
and Stranger Things. Yeah, I guess they could do a movie. Like, it would have to be one of the biggest ones of all time. So, like, Extraction 2 or something like that would be the other one with Chris Hemsworth. They could maybe sneak in there because I know they're filming. But, I don't know, we can talk about that later. We do have some news about the future of Bridgerton, though, right? Yeah, so, I mean, the good news is we not only know Bridgerton Season 2 is coming March 25th, but we already know two more seasons are in the works. Season 3 and Season 4 have already been ordered by Netflix. And there's a spinoff coming as well, which there's a lot of question marks around the two. Uh, it does look like there's a rumor from what's on Netflix that the spinoff is set to begin filming sometime in January of this year, um, which would, I, I feel like if they start the spinoff, that that would mean the season three would start sometime after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no real timing yet on when season three might start filming. But I think it's exciting knowing that obviously they're getting close to starting these other projects. It's always interesting when you throw a spinoff series into the mix of like, Will they use that to bridge the gap? Will they put like an even amount of time between there? So I think that could be interesting. Um, and then we do also know that Shondaland veteran uh, Jess Bronwell, who worked on the first two seasons of Bridgerton, is the showrunner for seasons three and four. Um, and apparently she's already been working on you know the new season. There's no real timeline on when they're going to get you know filming or anything like that going. I don't see Netflix sitting on this long though. I feel like they're going to want to keep the momentum going. So I feel like. They're, they've got to start sometime this year. It's going to be a matter of when will filming start. Yeah, I have two thoughts. First, what you mentioned about bridging the gap. Um, there's a joke there about bridging the gap to Bridgerton season three, but uh, I can't figure it out. If uh, So, like, with Bridgerton, it doesn't seem to take as long uh, to produce as, like, The Witcher, but I think we're going to see The Witcher season three in 2023 but we're going to get the Witcher spin-off prequel thing Blood Origin is what it's called in 2022 that's already been confirmed. So, I would imagine it'll probably be something like that if they're getting production going now, you know, I don't know how long it'll take, but say 4, 5, 6 months and so then maybe you know, by the end of next year or by the end of this year, early next year, you know, we could see the spin-off on Netflix Christmas Day, Netflix Christmas Day. Um, I don't know, that seems like a good plan. Um, but I guess, what do you react to that? Does that sound good to you, too? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, as you were talking, I'm like, I think he's going to get to the same spot I'm getting to. Like, in my head, I'm like, if they start filming on the the spinoff in January, and that does turn out to be true, they could easily turn it around in time for Christmas Day, kind of do similar to what they did with season one dropping then. I feel like that'd be a really good time just to drop the spinoff. I mean, look at the success that Bridgerton season one had dropping on Christmas Day. And then it also gives him that, I don't want to say like, it gives them a little bit of like space, like some breathing room to where they don't maybe have to rush Bridgerton season three out right away at the start of, you know, 2022. Maybe they, I mean, 2023, maybe they drop it in, you know, April or May and can kind of push it back because there won't be that, you know, Bridgerton fatigue because there's been a long break between when they've had new content. You kind of have that spinoff drop and maybe Christmas, you know, 2022. And then, you know, you can get to season three sometime. And then I feel like from there they can get in on like a more established pattern. I think the interesting thing with the spinoff is we don't know, is this going to be a one-off spinoff or could this be like a multi-season thing? Um, I feel like I remember reading that it could be a limited series. So it was like, could that be a one season? But you hear limited series and it's so broad. Like there's some limited series that do two or three seasons. Some just do one. And so I think it's all going to just be based on like what the reception to that is. Yeah, I agree. And I think... it's so tough with a limited series because that could mean, I mean, it would be very easy for Netflix to just go like, okay, this worked really well. 
what's the ne- what's next in the story because I mean I I can't imagine them going like they they should go further back than like leading it right up to Bridgerton season one they should go all the way back to the beginning for the character so and kind of do it that way and I feel like that when you do that you know how many other networks have we seen that like Big Little Lies is probably the most successful example where they're like we did one story and then they're like okay that was so successful let's do it again <laughs> um, but I mean. I guess the other point that I was going to make was, I believe Shonda Rhimes, I think it was, a, a, I think it was Ad Week, I'm maybe getting that wrong, but she did an interview around Christmas time and said fans won't have to wait as long for season, like future seasons as they did for season two. Now that's kind of confusing because it doesn't mean we're not going to take as long to film it, um, or does it mean like the gap will just be shorter you know, are they getting production? Like, was it because of the pandemic? Um, she also mentioned, I think, in maybe another interview, we would have had it ready, season two ready for uh, another Christmas Day release. It, had they gone right into production and started working on season two immediately, there was like a little bit of a gap between the release on Netflix um, and the when they really got to work on season two and then the pandemic kind of screwed everything up again. But that to me is really interesting because that kind of says to me like is it possible that you know are they really going to wait for a year in between or are they going to do eight months in between or something like that I mean obviously if they haven't started production it's probably not going to be ready by um Christmas day this year but like early next year for season three then maybe Christmas day for season four in 2023 something like that it it seems different than other Netflix shows is what I'm trying to say. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, almost kind of like what we saw with Cobra Kai, you know, bookending the year um, or what, even with Lucifer, like dropping two seasons last mm-hmm. year. Um, I think Netflix is definitely getting into that system of like they're testing new things and trying new things and not necessarily saying, okay, we need to put like a year plus between some of these shows anymore because they have enough shows to where they can drop them and not be, you know, pressed for content because they have that big arsenal. And we even saw it with, like, some of the reality shows. I mean, The Circle dropped mm-hmm. two seasons last year. We're anticipating it to do the same this year. And so I think it makes sense, especially having that early renewal is going to help the show because there's not that weight of they have to get the official renewal and then, you know, get back into the writer's room. They've kind of been able to start laying the groundwork already for season three and season four because they got that early renewal that Netflix just, like, went all in, said we're doing three more seasons, here's a spinoff. Um and I feel like Netflix, they've been looking for a franchise they could expand. And I think Bridgerton has proven to be that one for them. Yeah, definitely. And the other cool thing, like, I feel like when you have a company like Shondaland, it's like you you can just give them the keys, basically, and be like, all right, we're going to do four seasons. Let's see what we can do. And I don't think that they're, you know, those storytellers are really going to look and go, you know, what did the fans think after season two? Maybe they do that, but you'd assume, I would assume at this point that they probably have, like you said, the groundwork laid for season three and season four. And I would be very surprised if they don't already have like outlines for season five, season six, season seven, and season eight, you know? So, because there's eight Bridgerton books. So, and I feel like that's just how they operate. And again, I could be totally wrong, but that just feels like that the way that this is going and you know, with there being eight Bridgerton books, like, the sky is really the limit for this franchise, and I feel like on Netflix, is it ever going to be, like, the casting choices are obviously going to be the the big thing, and how they can continue to, like, 
keep these characters around while they also get older is also like a, a thing and how long people want to do the shows for. But if they're going to do a one love story for every season, like that, like the potential there is just like tremendous. Cause you don't really have to worry about all of the other stuff. Right. Does it, it's, it's complicated, but I feel like that it's actually simpler than it's like each season. And then is like almost a limited series by itself, basically. Yeah, it really is. It's like almost it's it's kind of like it's a hybrid anthology series and that the cast kind of flows through. But each season is, you know, focused on a different couple. And I think that's what helps the show. And I mean, I feel like I've already read like Shonda talking about how they have the hope to do all eight seasons, which I think that alone mm-hmm. speaks volumes. You know, they're ambitious and looking to do a season by yourself, each of these books. And it'll be interesting because Netflix hasn't traditionally gone that high up in their seasons. Most shows tend to wrap around like the five, six season marks. And so it'll be really interesting to see just like what the future looks like for Bridgerton. But there's no denying it. I mean, it's a bright future right now. We've already got season two coming in March, a spinoff in the works, two more seasons. So there's going to be no short, you know, short as a Bridgerton, which is the, the exciting thing, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was any Netflix show that has done eight seasons yet. And maybe there is. But I know Orange is the New Black was seven. I think Grace and Frankie is at seven. Technically, you could say that The Ranch was like eight seasons, but it wasn't really eight seasons. It was like four seasons, but they were split into eight parts. So, but the, uh, yeah, if they can get to eight seasons, like, oh, my gosh, that's going to be that's going to be wild. I mean, if you just talk about like over the next like what's the next decade look like for Netflix, you like Bridgerton's got to be at the top of that list and maybe like the Stranger Things universe that is rumored to be going to happen. So, uh Rumored to happen, not going to happen. I feel like that I said that in a way that made it sound like I knew something, but I do not know anything. <laughs> Let's see. Any last thoughts about Bridgerton or Stranger Things, trailers or anything like that? Um, I mean, just I love your prediction on the uh, the Super Bowl. So I think we're going to have something to, to be on the lookout for this Super Bowl Sunday. And then in March, I know all we're going to be talking about is Bridgerton. So get ready, guys. <laughs> yeah. And. In- Again, these are just predictions. We don't know that there's actually going to be anything for the Super Bowl. I just want to say that before we end the podcast. But uh, no, that's we're out of time. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.